If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited time offer, so act now. If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited-time offer, so act now. Welcome to the Autism Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Gorski. And before we get started today, I want to say a couple of things. One, uh, I want to check in with you guys and just see how you're doing. I try to do that at the beginning of every show because you know not everybody has somebody to ask them that. And I want to be that person for you. So uh, how are you doing? Right? Like the world's crazy place. There's a lot of stuff going on. Stress levels are high. Tensions are, are up there. And you know everything with COVID and, and whatever, I just wanted to check in and see how you're doing. I hope that you're safe and healthy and happy and that everyone in your orbit is safe and healthy and happy as well. So um, yeah. The other thing that I wanted to mention just briefly, uh, because it kind of led to this episode in a way, um, I have, I built a subreddit on Reddit, uh, that's for autism parenting. I I built it years ago and kind of forgot about it, but it's grown to, it'll be about 6,000 families probably by Christmas. And it's just a place where we can go and people can just talk and have conversation and ask questions. And it's, it's not a very rigid rule system in there. It's just treat people with respect. You can talk about whatever you want, as long as it is, uh, positive and uh, you're not tearing people down or, or attacking people or trolling or anything like that. But it's just a place for parents to engage with even autistic adults who are there to answer questions and help provide insights. So it's a very cool thing. And how it relates to this particular episode is that I had uh, asked my families in that group uh, what kind of topics they think would be beneficial to them and you know what they wanted to hear on an upcoming episode. And one of the things that was mentioned right away was helping their child connect with peers for social engagement and uh, you know practicing life skills and, and learning to kind of navigate friendship and things like that. So 
I guess I asked, you answered, I listened, and now I'm about to deliver an amazing guest. Her name is Emily Bruce, and she's here to talk about her app called Peer Connect, which does exactly what you guys were asking about. And we're going to talk about how it works and how parents can use it to find playdates and social engagements for their special needs kids. So thank you, Emily, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? And thank you for having me. Yeah. I mean, we just spoke just a few weeks ago when I connected with you to tell you about Peer Connect. So um, I truly appreciate you having me. No, it's no problem. Thank you for for what you guys do. There is such a need uh, for this. I know one of the problems that I've had is we never really had playdates with my, I have three kids on a spectrum and I never really, we never really had playdates. We never really had, um, you know, outside of, you know, who they hung out with at school, there wasn't really any easy way to connect with other families who might be looking for something similar. So, um, can you, well, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about your background and then we'll get into, uh, We'll get into the app. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am a licensed behavior analyst in the state of Tennessee. Um, and I kind of came to the field of ABA later in life after, you know, life changes like a divorce. Um, I had uh, two children in elementary school. So I went to graduate school, got my master's in psychology, and then just kept going further to get my uh, BCBA. And I started working with um with families of children on the autism spectrum. And I just kept seeing like this common recurring thing of, you know, parents asking me, can you get my child connected for a play date? Um, you know, do you know anybody that might be able to connect with us so that we can get together and work on social skills and, and just get together and get connected? And, you know, I was a mom. I had, um, like I said, children in elementary school and early middle school. And so I knew how important that was to get my kids connected. Um, and so I was like, yeah, absolutely. I want to get my clients connected. And I would try, but it was almost impossible. I would connect with colleagues. And if I was working with, um, you know, a five-year-old on Tuesday, one of my colleagues would be working with their five-year-old on Thursday and they were on the other side of town. So it was just like this impossible thing. And it just kept coming up for me. And I thought, why doesn't something exist that gets these families connected? And um, so finally, I just kept having these these situations. I had one kiddo um, that I was working with for the summer, and um, he was the same age as my son. And it just so happened that I had to pick my son up from band camp on my way to see this client. And he, my son joined us for our social skills um, session. And they were playing video games. We were in the community center. And um, I was so happy in that moment. And my client's mom leaned over to me and she said, this is the first time that he has had, you know, a, a, a date like this or, or a connection like this. She tried through church, school, Facebook, meetup, and she could never get him connected. So that was the moment I was like, I'm doing something about this. You know, I had my therapy hat on and I had my mom hat on. And I was like, there's no reason that these kiddos can't get connected. Um, when I show up to sessions, I can be the best friend of a five-year-old or a 10-year-old or a 15-year-old. And we always have so much fun, but I know that it would be wonderful for them to get connected with somebody their own age, have that peer-to-peer -peer connection. And then, of course, for parents to get connected too. So that was the moment. That was about three years ago. And, um, you know, we just launched recently. So so we want to get families connected. So, so the app is called Peer Connect. 
Right? Yes. Yes. And K and E C T. Correct. P E E R K N E C T. E C T. Yeah. Try to make it um, a techie type name. <laughs> I, I yeah, I like it actually. Um, what? So how does the app actually work? So um, it facilitates the process of connecting a parent with a parent or a parent with a therapist or a therapist with a therapist. So we have different models. So parents can sign up or therapists can sign up. Um, we do have a free version. So parents can just download the app if they don't want to get connected for a play date. And they can search for um, events or caretaker training or just anything, you know, like a sensory friendly movie in their area. Um, but if they want to uh, post a play date or search for a play date and they can search for play dates using filters, then they have to go through ID verification because we want to make sure that all of our users are verified. We want to protect our families. So as a therapist, I wanted to do that. But as, especially as a mom, I wanted to make sure, you know, if I'm connecting with somebody, I want to know that the, the person on the other end has been verified. So if you actually want a premier account as a parent, you go through ID verification. And then you can create a child profile. Um, we're also, because I'm a therapist, we're also HIPAA compliant. So we protect everybody's information. So you um, create, how, you know, if you have 10 kids or two kids, you can make as many child profiles as you want. And then you select a child profile, post a play date, or you search for a play date. And if you find one that you want to join, um, you can request to join that person. They can accept you or not accept you. It's also a place where you can post like a birthday party or a karaoke party or a, a holiday party, you know, um, and you can say, I want four people to join this party or I want 10 people to join this party. And then the same thing applies. You can either accept or not accept. Um, and then it's a, you know, once you get connected, you can chat with the other person. There's push notifications. You can look for events close to you. So we tried to think of everything. And then when COVID happened, we added the virtual play date feature as well. So um, not everybody can get out into the community, so you can actually post a virtual play date or search for a play date. And that's also a great way for people to get, you know, that social, make that social connection. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about that because, and you answered my question before I asked you, one of the specific things that, uh, the people in that form were asking me was, um, be, being able to connect with other kids online. And I'm assuming it's because of COVID or maybe they have health issues or they, maybe they live in kind of more of like a, a rural area where they're kind of, there's not a lot of other people around mm -hmm. and they, they wanted to know if they could connect with people online. And so you're saying they can do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can post a play date um, and it, 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 you can post a virtual play date. So you can either post one in person or virtually. And then if you accept this person, then you would add a Zoom link or whatever link that you want. You know, everybody uses a different platform. Mm -hmm. So you would include that within the play date. Once you accept the other user, then they would have access to that link. And the scheduled time, you guys just both join on that link and then you can get connected. So does this work for anyone um, anywhere? Is it sort of limited to the United States? How, how, does, it, how does that work? So at this time, we are limited to the United States just because, you know, we're, we're new. We're, we're a new platform. We're trying to grow our user base. Of course, we don't want just one user here and one user there. We want really to build a community in all areas. So we're focusing um, on 
getting our, our community built here in the United States. And then we hope to go, you know, go abroad at some point, but definitely we're, our focus is here in the U.S. But yes, it's available to, um, to parents and single users on the app stores, so Google and Apple, um, and then businesses like a therapy practice or a movie theater, um, disability organizations, they would sign up on our web-based platform so that they can manage their account. You know, it's, it's easier for businesses to manage their account on a website. So then, so what you're saying is, is like movie theaters, like, um, I can't remember the name of the theater. It's not, it's not, uh, Cinemark. It's the other one. I can't remember what it is now, but they do a lot of sensory friendly, um, movie nights so that mm-hmm. they, you know, where they, they keep the lights up a little bit. Kids can bring in their own snacks. They can talk and be loud and whatever they got to do to, in order to kind of participate in that everyday activity that we all can just go and take for granted, I guess. Um, and so they're able to jump on and, and announce like, Hey, we're doing, um, a sensory friendly movie night and, and parents can search that out. Absolutely. So if a movie theater wanted to to sign up, so it's it's by geolocation. So if you're in Cleveland or I'm in Nashville, so if a movie theater in Nashville, they can post as, as many sensory friendly movies as they want to. Each movie theater would, and then you would see like, um, you know, there could be five different movie theaters in you know in your area. So each mm-hmm. one would post their own events, um, and then the family can see like this is the address, this is the date, these are the modifications to the environment, which is really helpful for parents to know. Um, if if a business has like sensor, uh, social stories and they want to include a link to their social stories, they can also include that um, within that frame of the notification of the event. So we try to prov- give them a space to provide as much information so that the family has as much information as they need, you know, whether the event is free or not free. If there's a link that they need to sign up to an event prior to attending the event. So we really wanted to make it user friendly for businesses where they could create an event within one minute and post it as many events as they want per month, but also really user friendly for the the family who's looking for that community engagement, looking for something to go do with their family. And they know it's sensory friendly. You know, my, my oldest is 21 and um, he's autistic and there, there's some cognitive uh, issues that, that make kind of finding things like this for him challenging to do. And, and one of the things that I was, that really kind of caught my attention was that even, even though he, I mean, it doesn't really matter what age he is, right? Like if he's 21 and he's uh, on the spectrum, I can, I can use the app to help find people who are, you know, in his peer group who would be a similar age, maybe similar circumstances and maybe they want to go bowling or they want to go to a movie or something like that. And, and, you know, I can connect with other families and find social activities that a help him get out of the house and B help him to engage in real life activities that make him feel good and build confidence and help him to become more, um, uh, you know, practice life skills and, and become more independent. And, that's a huge deal uh, for families like mine, because it's not, I, I don't know of anything else that, that provides that type of thing, you know? And so thank you for that, for, for one thing. Um, how important is it for these kids 
to, to be able to engage in these social activities and uh, kind of, you know, find groups of friends. I mean, it kind of seems like a dumb question, but I, I think it's something that we don't always pay attention to because so many families just take for granted that their kids can easily make friends or they can mm-hmm. just go outside next door and play with the neighbor kid or whatever. That's not always the case for families with special needs kids. How important is it that families have access to that same thing that everyone else does? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. And, you know, I, th- I guess it's personal for everybody. So, you know, in the beginning, when I was introducing myself, I had mentioned that went through a divorce, went to a graduate school, and I came to this field kind of later in life as a mom. And when our family went through everything that we went through, um, my children started a new school and my son was in the third grade and he he's he is typically developing, but he didn't he couldn't make any friends and he would go to recess and he wouldn't play with anybody and he'd eat lunch alone and he was having a lot of anxiety issues. And I would pick him up from school and, you know, my heart was broken every day because I would ask him, I was like, well, how was school, buddy? You know, how, um, you know, did you play with anybody at lunch? And he, he couldn't, he, he wasn't making friends. And so I know at the time, if Peer Connect existed at that time, I would be using it to get him connected with friends because I know he wanted to make friends. But because of everything that I was going through, I was able to help him overcome these things and, you know, change some of his behavior and he would engage with with kiddos. And he's got he's he's a junior in high school now. He's got a wonderful group of friends and it's really wonderful. But I know how that affected him um, feeling lonely and isolated and being alone during recess. And so, you know, I, I mentioned I had my therapist hat on and my mom hat on when I came up with this idea. And for everybody, it's different, you know, but as a parent, if you're concerned and you want your child to get connected, you want to have opportunities to get them. You want resources to get them connected. Um, And you don't want to have those experiences where your child is coming home and you're worried about them being isolated or lonely or alienated. Um, And so, you know, everybody, everybody has their own, I guess, wants and needs. Right. So. That's why I always try to say it is personal, but to get them connected so they have opportunities to learn how to so be social, how to engage with other people. If they never have those opportunities, they will not learn those skills. And that's why it's really important. People talk about peer connect. It's not just about play dates. It's really about contriving the environment to set up a situation for two kids to be able to engage with each other so that they can learn those skills or so that they can go to a movie and they can go to a birthday party. And then once they start to develop certain behaviors and skills, then they can go to these places, hopefully independently, because that's what we want for all of our children, right? We want to know that they're they're able to go out there and pursue their dreams and their desires and make friends and and have relationships and do the things that all of us want to do, right? Just because they have a diagnosis doesn't mean they don't want a friend or they don't want a partner. They don't want to go out and hang out with people and be social or go out to different environments. Sometimes they just need exposure to that environment and the support in that environment to get acclimated and just, you know, just enjoy themselves and to thrive. And so for me, that's that's what's important. And, you know, I, I think for other parents, it's it's the same thing. They just want to make sure that their child is not lonely and not feeling isolated 
and they have the opportunities that other children have, um, you know, so that they can, they can thrive. And I think one of the really cool things about finding a peer group for our kids with special needs is that, um, they get to practice these skills in a safe environment, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when, when you're, when you're with another family who has another, like in my case, like an autistic kid, they tend to be more understanding and, and better equipped to handle whatever might come up, you know, uh, during that, that interaction. That's not always the case. If you just take your kid to the playground and there's a bunch of other kids there, that's, that's what our experience used to be is that we would go to the playground and, and they would try and interact with their kids. And a lot of times they did really well, but then it's, you can, it's a, it's, it's a struggle. And then something happens and people don't understand and, and then they become discouraged or it sets this negative tone for interacting with other people and being able to just search for a peer group or a family who, who understands and gets it and can be an ally and be supportive is a good thing. And I would think even with connecting the kids together, you also connect parents together. Yes. Right. So (laughs) you end up with, with fellow special needs parents who now have a a friend who gets it. Yeah. You know, potentially anyways. And also, you know, I wanted to make sure that Parents could also get connected with therapists. So a therapist could post a play date for their client and then a parent can request to join that play date or vice versa. And there are parents out there who are on waiting lists or there are parents out there who don't, their child doesn't need a therapist. But it's always good to see somebody in action. Like if they're modeling, like this is how you set up the environment for success. This is what prompting looks like. This is what modeling looks like. This is, um, you know, these are different strategies that we can help them to get engaged. We want these kiddos to to begin to engage with each other. Um, And also what you're talking about, like with the playground, we embedded Google Assist into the application um, because we wanted to make sure that, you know, people that don't know each other, they don't really need to go to each other's homes. But you want to be able to find a place for your child that that might be quiet. So like if if you have a child who doesn't like loud noises or has sensory issues, and you're like, okay, where can we have a play date? Google Assist will bring up a list of locations within your geolocation to suggest like, hey, this would be a good place. So could be a library, it could be a community park, it could be a jump center, it could be a play center. Um, and so it'll, it'll bring up this list. And then if you choose uh, a, a place that you think, okay, this would be a great place for us to post this play date, have this play date, and then it automatically populates and then you push post. And then the the other person, once you accept somebody who requests to join your play date, then they receive that information. So then they'll know where the play date is. But it it provides you with opportunities to, you don't have to figure everything out, right? I just want to have a play date for my child. I just want to have that one-to-one interaction. I just want to meet with another mom or another dad or a therapist or somebody. You know, I just want to get my kiddo connected and so, yeah, I think it's I think you're so right when you say it's an opportunity for parents to get connected because some parents, they're engaged in therapy daily. Right. They're taking their child to therapy, mm-hmm. multiple different therapies. So it could be ABA, SLP, OT. You know, it, they don't always get an opportunity to socialize with other parents. So this would be a wonderful time for them to maybe get connected with people who understand what they're going through. One of the things that I vividly remember <laughs> when my kids were first diagnosed, my oldest was diagnosed in 2005. So it's been a while. And 
I vividly remember how isolating it felt. And I didn't know anyone in my real life. Really, I didn't know anybody who had an autistic child. And I mean, which is crazy because like everybody, I know so many people that have autistic kids now, but back then it was isolating and scary and lonely. And, and you felt like there wasn't anybody out there who gets it. It's one of the reasons why I ended up starting letting my blog take the course that it did was because it was, it was a a refuge for people. Like they would, they could find, they found somebody who understands and, and gets it. And I think one of the really important things to do when you first get a diagnosis is to start building that support system, that, that peer group, I guess you could say, of, of other parents and other people who can support you, understand, and get it. That wasn't available when I was, I was going to say when I was a kid, but <laughs> when I was younger, <laughs> uh, that's a great tool for parents who are just getting started. Mm-hmm. You know, with a diagnosis, this this could be a really good resource for them to get right off the bat to help them connect with other parents and and to start doing uh, socialization things at an early age. Yeah, early intervention you know? is key and not just for the child, but for the parent as well. Like you're saying, you know, hey, yeah. get out there and get connected to other parents and you meet you might meet other parents or therapists who have more resources for you to get connected to help you and, um, you know, build that community. So if you do need somebody or you just need somebody to talk to, then you've got another mom out there who's been there, done that. And she really might be able to provide that support that you need as, as a newly diagnosed parent. And I think that one of the things, and just, uh, I guess kind of on a side note, as we're talking about this, I don't know that we always understand the impact that we can have on other people. So you know, by, by reaching out and finding other families, you may feel like you're learning from them, but they're learning from you. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend of mine, uh, who, who wrote a book called, uh, it takes a village and, and it's about building that support system. And and one of the hardest parts of building that support system is finding that support system. And I feel like peer connect is a tool that parents could use to build that system or to have a place to start, you know, even to be able to like go out and two moms can go out and have a cup of coffee and talk about whatever, usually anything but autism or special needs. Cause you're so tired of it by then that you want to have like a, you know, I say normal conversation, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a, a typical kind of like just everyday kind of thing. Talk about uh, the weather, right? <laughs> yeah. Talk about the weather, anything but like parenting stuff. You know, so I, I think that that's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. There, there's so many, the more that we're talking about this, I can, the more applications I can see for this, the more benefits I can see above and beyond just connecting kids so that they can play together. Like you, you can, you can help parents and kids connect with resources that will help them improve their quality of life, make friends. That's huge. Yeah. And that's I think huge. as we grow too, we will we'll get that parent feedback and we will find, you know, parents might say, Hey, why don't you add this feature? Why don't you do this? Or this would be wonderful if you could connect us with this. You know, right now we're just basic. We're, we're play dates um, and other events. Like you mentioned, you could post a bowling party, like let's go bowling. We want seven people to come bowling with us. Um, So we have a team four and four, whatever, Mm. and accept, not accept based on the age, 
whatever it is that you you want to um, you know who who you want to include or those those one to one engagements. But we could definitely expand. And and right now we are um, limited to parents of children. So we always say two to basically 18. So 17 and 364 days. But we would definitely <laughs> love to um, move into that adult space, too, because we know that our adult families and our adult we say kiddos but individuals like they want to get connected as well like i've had so many conversations with parents they're like this is awesome we love this for kids but when are you going to build one for the adult population and we're we you know we already have the architecture so once we get our community built with peer connect with our um you know for our parents of younger children and teenagers we mm-hmm. could definitely expand into the adult market since we already have that architecture available. But we've got to build our community here first and get get everything out there. But definitely we know it's not just, hey, you're 18, so too bad for you. We definitely want, I mean, just like you said, your son is 21 and you'd love to yeah. host a bowling party for him and invite people to come or whatever it is. Like we just had Halloween, a Halloween party or... Uh, um. I always say karaoke because I love karaoke. <laughs> so I think a karaoke party would be fun or, a, a you know, something at the park, whatever it is, uh, just getting people connected. And I know like COVID showed us that being isolated. So for families who don't go through this every day, they finally had this experience of what it feels like to not be connected mm-hmm. and not go out in the community. And I've worked with families who Unless I was with them, they didn't go out in the community. But I was always with my family. So I was like, we're going out. We are going to the park. We're going to the mall. We're going to take to get some food because I know that we can't live in a little bubble. And I always wanted my families to feel supported and secure. I'm like, let's do this. Let's go do this. So that's that's part of the reason I included that um, community engagement piece where businesses or disability organizations that host events can host their events on Peer Connect because um, I might know about events as a therapist, but my families didn't know. Like right. there was a, you know, at a local mall here, they host um, like, I, I don't know if it's a Sunday or a Saturday during the holiday season where um, it's specifically for children of families with special needs. And none of my families knew about it. And I only knew about it just because of a connection that I had. And I thought, why all of these families should know about these things or even sensory friendly movies, as you mentioned earlier. A lot of families don't even know that those are out there. So we definitely want to just promote that for everybody. What is is the app free to use? Is there a subscription? And you said it's available on Apple and I or, um, Android and iOS. Mm-hmm. It, is there a it's a subscription based service? So we have um, for parents. For, so for therapy practices and businesses, there is not a free model. They they do have to pay to subscribe and they would subscribe through our web based platform. So they would go to our website on their computer and then there's a professional account and they would subscribe that way. But for parents, there is a free account. So the free account allows them access to um, any events that are hosted in their community. So whether that is a sensory friendly movie or a restaurant that might have you know, sensory friendly events, um, any disability organizations, caretaker uh, trainings. So the therapy practices, if they host any type of events, that would all be listed there. So families can download that for free. And and we always tell people like, 
if you have a child who is older than 18, you can subscribe to the free account. You just can't post play dates for your 22 year old. Right. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, But then if a parent there's also they can also see a list of potential play dates in their area with the free account so they can see if anybody's posted any events, any any play dates. Um, They just can't gain access to the actual information. But if they see like, oh, I see all these play dates and some of these kiddos are the, the age of my child, I would love to request to join that play date. So they can upgrade their account at any time to a Premier account. And the Premier account is $14.99 each month. And it allows them to post or search for play dates in person or virtual, um, post or search for those non-business hosted events. And that would be like a bowling party or a a karaoke party, (laughs) then of course they still have access to those business hosted events. Say you posted an event or a a play date and I requested to join your play date. You can look at my profile. So you would see Emily B wouldn't give my last name because we don't want to provide a lot of identifying information. So Emily B, uh, BCBA, and then you can also look at the child profile um, and you would see like client 103, um, male with ASD, eight years old, These are their skills, uh, deficits, likes, and dislikes. So you would know like this child um, does have expressive and receptive verbal behavior delays. They love trains. They don't like loud noises and they love to go to the park. So you could provide information like that so that as a parent, you would know, would this be a really suitable play date for my child? And then if you say yes, you know, everything's in, in, you know, is in alignment you can accept my request to join your play date. And then I would receive a notification saying, congratulations, your request has been accepted. And then we can actually chat within the app. Um, so that so then you can exchange information that you're comfortable exchanging. Exactly. So I could say, hey, we want to work on sharing or taking turns um, or I'm going to be 10 minutes late. I'm wearing a, you know, an orange shirt and and jeans and tennis shoes and I have long brown hair. So then you would know it was me. Right. And then three days after the play date is over, the chat ends. And then also, like if I requested to join your play date and you're like, I don't think this is somebody that, you know, this wouldn't be a, a suitable play date for my child. And then you hit not accept. Then it drops off my list. So I can't keep requesting to join your play date and harass you. You know, hopefully people don't do that. But we just wanted to make sure like if somebody wasn't accepted, they couldn't keep requesting to join that same play date over and over again. But yeah. And and um, with the paid subscription, that's where individuals go through the ID verification. So we did embed um, ID verification into the application and we use a platform called Accuant. They used to be Identity Mind. So if you've ever um, had to use your ID or uh, deposit a check using your phone, it's the same type of technology. We don't have the um, actual ID, but you do have to type in some identifying information and then you're verified in real time. We use its eDNA technology. So that's why, you know, that's part of the price of the subscription is we want to verify our users we also have that Google Assist in there because we want our our users to be safe. We want to just say, you know, do our due diligence to do as much as we can to verify all of our users. So you're you're comfortable engaging with that person that you've connected with on our platform. Very cool. And so the app can be found at the Apple Play Store, the Apple, I don't know, App Store. 
<laughs> we're not we're not an Apple family, so sorry. I don't don't mean to offend anybody out there. Uh, or on a Google Play Store. Yes, the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store, right? Yeah. And where can they find you guys? So they can just go to peerconnect.com. And again, it's P-E-E-R-K-N-E-C-T. So it's that tech techie way to, to say it. So just go to peerconnect.com. We're also on social media, Facebook Peer, at PeerConnect, Instagram at PeerConnect. And like I said, we just launched, we just did our relaunch. So we're growing our community, but, you know, we, we really want to get families connected. We, we really do. I think uh, it's really important and let's, let's go out and enjoy life and have fun. I'll have all that information in the show notes so we can just click it and uh, you can go download, you know, the app from the Apple store or the Google play store. You can go check out their site. This is a really cool idea, guys. I, I think it is, well, I know how important it is for our kids to be able to, to connect uh, socially with, with peers. That's, that's something that I think a lot of families take for granted that just isn't something that comes easily for a lot of special needs families out there. So I really appreciate what you guys are doing. I'm going to have you listed as a resource on my parenting resource page on, on my blog, because I want parents to be able to, to connect with other people who can help them feel not so alone. And, and I think that's yeah. really, really important. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. You have a great day. You too. Bye. Real quick, uh, before we go, I just want to say thank you to Emily Bruce for taking the time to come on a show and talking to us about Peer Connect. I think Peer Connect is going to change a lot of lives. I've been a special needs parent for almost 21 years. Makes me feel super old to admit that or say that out loud, but it's been a long time. And, and I understand the challenges firsthand that families like mine have finding uh, playdates or social activities or uh, sensory friendly stuff to do as a family. Um, you know, just because our kids have special needs or are differently abled or, or have uh, challenges, they're still kids and, and they need that engagement. They need that companionship. It's important. And unfortunately, the way the world is set up, it's not conducive for our kids to always easily attain that. And Peer Connect is an avenue that can help uh, help our kids have the things that they need to grow up and be happy and and gain life experience and practice life skills and learn what it's like to have friends and be a friend and navigate social environments. It's a really positive thing, and I'm very grateful that it exists. There will be a link in the show notes below. If you click that link from your mobile device, it'll take you right to the App Store, whichever one you use, Apple or, or Google Play, and uh, you can download the free app. Again, thank you, Emily. I really appreciate your time. Uh, I also want to just say thank you to my sponsors. You hear them kind of scattered throughout the episode. Uh, I really appreciate the support. And if you would like to sponsor an episode, be a guest, or you just have feedback, or you just want to say something, you can email me directly at rob at theautismdead.com. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, as always, you can find me at theautismdead.com. All my uh, social links are at the top of the page. And outside of that, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next Friday. All right. See you. Bye.
Autistic kids can sometimes struggle to learn new skills, such as riding a bike, reading, or simply having a conversation to a high level of proficiency and automaticity. Brainiac is a brain enhancement program that gets to the root of the problem. It builds stronger brain and body connections that elevate learning capacity within four to six months. Brainiac cross-trains motor movement, visual, auditory, and cognitive thinking connections using fun, interactive video games. Strengthened connections allow kids to learn new skills and perform them automatically with more confidence and greater independence. Brainiac is for homes and schools. Visit canoe.com, that's K-I-N-U-U dot com, and be sure to use the code THEAUTISMDAT at checkout to save $500. It's a limited time offer and it will expire on May 31st.